everyone welcome to it was all a stream i am chris here with my cousin and co-host neil carroll welcome back everybody a little bit of a two-week hiatus there we got a lot bit, to discuss a little bit but that is okay because we have two episodes of marvel's what if to talk yes. about and two episodes of only murders in the building absolutely and uh, the one actually they both are the season finale i know what if was a season finale i don't know about only murders. what ifs were the the basically the season finale and we've got two more episodes for uh, only murders in the building Excellent. so we'll still be able to talk about it next week Let's start with let's start with Marvel's What If. Oh yeah, which um, the penultimate episode was What If Ultron won. Right. And then the finale was What If the Watcher broke his oath. I so without like let's not bury the lead here. I'm thrilled. I think they concluded it perfectly. I, the ending. I know we're going to talk about What If Ultron won first but i thought i was getting to a point where i was like maybe they're gonna screw this up maybe you know they're there this isn't what we need uh in a what if series but i think they did a perfect perfect job of tying everything together yeah i think so too i think there's only one thing that they left pretty open-ended yeah you're railed again but other but we'll we'll talk about it later but other than that yes they we were kind of wondering what they were going to do of whether or not they were going to continue storylines that they had left open from this season in next season right um kind of how they were going to approach that and it seems like what they did is they just like you said tied everything together uh in these last two episodes um to bring it all home right i mean look so the ultron one what if ultron one episode uh was fitting i mean it was one of the biggest avengers movies they were all huge but uh, it would have been nice if they got james spader back didn't sound like him to do the voice but also you know it would make sense that he could wield the infinity stone or the yeah the the infinity infinity stones stones. yep because he's a synthetic person so he doesn't need the glove it's all in his suit and he wields them at will what i thought was interesting was the plot line so that he essentially wipes out humanity and without having to without having the burden or the annoyance of humans he's able to like meditate his way into understanding the cosmos and being able to see the watcher so yeah yeah a little bit of that combined with the power of the infinity stones kind of did that for him um he basically like you said he wipes out his entire universe and then become just becomes so powerful that he's able to do what the watcher does and see into other universes great great yeah pretty pretty crazy um i thought it was a fun episode but i i wasn't turned around like the last few episodes i was kind of like you know serviceable 
but maybe not the best thing in the world. But this finale, this Ultron leading into the finale, uh, did it for me. It absolutely, I was like, this works. What did you think of the finale? So the just sticking with the, because I think it's important to link the two, kind of sticking with the original episode. And I think this ties in a little bit to the, the finale is Mm. I think like Marvel needs to do a better job with illustrating what people's power levels are and being consistent with it. Right. Because you have someone like Ultron who gets all of the infinity stones, which we know are really powerful. Right. And he is able to do what he does, takes over, eliminates everyone in the universe, right? Is able to go into the multiverse and start going, entering and leaving as he wishes, and basically defeating at will, um, the watcher in battle, right? So, my thing is, why is Ultron with the Infinity Stones more powerful than an? a godlike being like the watcher when we have a show like Loki right where those characters have infinity stones in drawers and they're using them as as uh paper hold uh, paperweights and stuff like that that's kind of like i would imagine that the watcher would be on like timekeepers Status, status, power right. level, and not on. Oh, the Infinity Stones are very power are like overpowering level. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I get that. I mean, I don't have the explanation. I didn't bump into that as hard. I probably should have, but I was thinking like he's. I, I don't think he's what do you call it? Like I don't think he's capable of interaction you know like he's he can do what he can do but he's not a fighter like he doesn't have the the fight in him yeah and and but and they again did, you're right they didn't outline his powers well this this was also it was another episode where it's like what good is captain marvel like what good is she exactly that's like uh, I, and i already ha- had my issues with captain marvel as well i think just i like the movie didn't do it for me and i'm soured on the character which i probably shouldn't be but your point of they they're all over the place with their um with their powers and the continuity is spot on it's absolutely spot on they so, they do need to they do need to create kind of a a power chart out there yeah also, something something like yeah that they could hand out to all of the creators so that everyone understands like where people are at. Right. Like this is who can beat this person. I mean, that's, that was what was wonderful about what if, because that's what we all did growing up. It's like, what if these two fought? What if, you know, blah, blah, who would beat who? And I think uh, Jeffrey Wright is doing a great job of voicing the watcher because yes he he does do a very good job of it he's also got a great voice he does like he's got a good voice for animation a hundred percent 
What I found um, interesting was that Lake Bell, who I love, did the voice of Natasha Romanoff. Yes, she's been doing Scarlet. the voice of of Natasha. Well, well, we'll we'll get into it a little bit later, but you know, Scarlett Johansson's been having her issues with with Disney. Yeah, um, well, recently, so, um, so let's let's get into a little bit of the details of, of the two episodes. Obviously, we already talked about Ultron kind of yes. taking over um, everything. Uh, meanwhile, the only survivors of Ultron's attacks are uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow. Right. And they go and they find a copy of Arnim Zola's mind. I'm so excited that Arnim Zola is back in he keeps coming back. production. I yeah. look, I love that actor and that character was so great. And then when they did the little like, the little return in what was it winter soldier yes tremendous and then he went dormant again this was great way to bring him back yes so that's what they find is that computer right because that all happens before winter this all happens in the timeline before winter soldier in this universe um so they upload arnim zola into uh like a usb arrow right. or whatever um and then clint barton sacrifices himself um on against the ultron bots and yep. natasha is trying to connect um zola with ultron to shut all all the robots and everything down but ultron isn't in their universe he's battling the watcher battling the watcher not only that but he defeats the watcher and the watcher has to run and he goes to and this is where we're starting to get our connection into the previous episodes right. he goes to the um doctor strange um from the the episode we saw evil earlier doctor strange. evil doctor strange he goes to his collapsed universe to um ask him for help and then we're left on a cliffhanger before the next episode where we basically get him recruiting that Doctor Strange. We get Captain Carter. Right. We get Star-Lord T'Challa. We get Frat Thor. Right. Um, Killmonger, Black Panther. And then a variant of Gamora who killed Thanos. Yes. Those are the recruits for this like multiverse cartoon. What if Avengers team? Here's my question before we get into more of this episode. Do it. Did they leave the Gamora episode on the cutting room table? Well, they must have. Right? Because Because we didn't get a lot of Gamora. That that was random. I feel like, I feel like they went guy heavy in the episodes and then they were like oh all we have is the black widow we need to throw in gamora well they had captain carter too they led off with captain they carter. led off with captain carter but then that was like kind of it for captain carter for a while that's fair um but also yeah. how uh, like how genius are they that we just did 10 years of assembling the avengers and then mm-hmm. we did 3 years where it was just all Avengers all the time. And now we got a show and I'm just as excited for them putting together an Avengers team. 
That's Correct. basically what the Watcher did. He assembled an Avengers group, and I, I, I did not see it coming. When, when all these episodes were ending with their little mini cliffhangers and all that, and we were speculating, it's like I really thought maybe they get to it in season two, or maybe this is just it, and it's one-offs, and they keep telling different stories. But this was a perfect way to tie it all together. He collects them all and has them do one mission, and the payoff of that mission, spoiler alert, is that they're going to go back to their worlds that are now corrected for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, uh, that is one of the good takeaways is that I agree with you that I did not see that coming. I didn't see it until obviously we got to these episodes. Um, So kudos to them for pulling that off. Um, Again, I kind of think we get into a weird like dynamic where it's like, the watcher is so powerful that he essentially knows exactly what is going to happen. Right. With Ultron. He knows exactly what's going to happen with their battle with Ultron, I should say. Right. That's why right. he, he picked, he, he knew that they defeat Ultron, but then, you know, so this is obviously all spoilers Zola's mind they succeed in getting Zola's mind into Ultron but then Zola obviously would want to take the um, the infinity stones for himself Killmonger wanted to do that as well and so then the watcher seals um, Zola and Killmonger into that pocket dimension where uh, Doctor Strange came from Right. And traps them there. And he says, oh, that was all part of his plan. That's why he brought in Killmonger. He knew Killmonger was going to do what he did and stuff like that. So it's like, wow, like that's crazy that you knew all that, right? Good for you. Right. But, but like, act. why did it take that team of people who are not nearly as powerful as you to defeat Ultron? Right. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you mean. And that's like, I, again, excited about the connection and the the way they tied it up but would have absolutely preferred to see your version of it which is like a more dedicated script yeah just like it's almost like they they forced it in a way them coming together right whereas i almost wonder if it would have been better for him to have never interacted with Ultron, right? Right. But there is still some reason why he needs to bring these specific he people together them. to maybe defeat Ultron before he overtakes and starts inter- like That's and, and starts thing. interacting with with the Watcher, right? Well, see, and even even having Ultron go from uh, like dimension to dimension wouldn't necessarily uh, affect the Watcher. So you could have still had him crashing through. Uh, yeah, maybe universes. he's like he's starting to break through to right. the watcher side of things. Like there's cracks in the armor there, and, and so as a result, the watcher has to prevent him from fully breaking through. And right. so he gathers up the crew. I can get behind that. Yeah, that oh, I can get behind. Yeah. I like that. that's why they need but to still... put us in charge of some stuff. Oh, I don't even need to like. Don't have me write stuff from scratch. Just let, let, let me be a consultant. The script doctor. That's it. Like, let me tell that's you it. what's not working. That's it. That's all. We that's all that. I want. 
me and you, we just need to be in a boardroom, have them show us and be like, oh, this, this is what we're, we're going <laughs> to go with. This is it. I no, I agree. The thing, though, that has gotten me a little bit excited is okay. the hope that we could get some kind of a watcher uh, l- live action, like in a movie. Oh, yeah. That would Definitely. be nice. And you know what was kind of cool? Because they, they, I, this is the way I, I always felt about Stan Lee and all his cameos. I thought he was the watcher in all those cameos. Like oh, everywhere okay. he showed up and Fantastic Four as the mailman on the train and Captain uh, Marvel, like all his show up little spots. I was like, oh, well, he's he's the watcher. You know, he's just right. going from place to place. I thought that was cool. I like that notion. Um, What do you think about the connection that this has with like the the larger MCU because obviously there's a deep connection now with how heavy they're leaning into yeah. um they're leaning into the multiverse, right? Well, so like are you talking about whether or not this is going to be canon? Well, I think it's safe to say that this is canon, right? But is it is it in as much as like we're going to get regardless of her issues with Marvel, like they essentially, again, spoiler alert, one, two, three, return Scarlett Johansson, return Black Widow to like her world where she died. They return her to a world where she had already died, right? That's the right. one where we see that's where all the Avengers get killed that episode. Yes. They return her to that universe, right? But I think that like, again, that's not our MCU universe, if that right. makes sense. Our movie universe. So it doesn't necessarily. Um, I I think the one that that would translate, well, the two that would translate the most to like things that could possibly be converted to something live action is probably Captain Carter. Yeah. And Killmonger. Well, see, now they want to do a spinoff of. uh, why can't I think of his name? T'Challa and Chris Pratt. Yes, yeah, so apparently they were going to Star do Wars. that, and and Chadwick was into it, but obviously that's not yeah, something right. that's moving forward because Chadwick Boseman is no longer with us. Well, and that's um, the thing. Like, I feel like they did a really good job with this. Let's not overplay our hand here. Yeah, like I don't mind. Listen, they were going to do an animated show of that. Like, fine do that you want to do an animated spinoff of these cool i just i don't know how much we like need 20 different versions of the same person in live action that's when it that's when it starts getting confusing it's a little bit easier to do in animation because it's like okay this kind of lives over here now it's tied loosely tied to the larger whatever it is canon but it's not stuff that you have to be watching it's just like you know it it saves us from a bunch of confusion well and the only the only benefit to doing that live action to introducing the multiverse and having the live action and all that is uh, they they can bring back the dead characters. They could bring back Tony Stark. They can do all these things so that if at some point, five, six, ten years from now, 
they want to do a movie and bring back like all the characters they love, they could do that. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's their, that's their backdoor way into doing that. Um, what did you think about the, the mid credit scene where we have um, Captain Carter, she returns to her universe and her Natasha Romanoff um, shows her the uh, Hydra stomper armor, um, right. which Steve Rogers was originally wearing in her episode. Um, and there's someone inside. Uh, well, I mean, it was cute. I like that idea. The notion who's inside it's him. It's this and that you could have, you know, some kind of a quasi happy ending, but yep. again, like, are we done here? Or are we not like you're giving me a mid credit scene, but was this, was this season a bottle season or what? So I think it's clear that what's going to happen is some will return and others won't. I think it's clear that we're going to get another captain Carter episode next year. Okay. For, for next season. Right. Um, are we going to get another frat Thor? Probably not. I would right. think we're not. Um, so uh, where where do you think they go with this next um, next season? Well, and what questions do you have? Like what 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 if scenarios do you have for them to visit? So next the questions season? questions and scenarios are different. I have both. My thing is this. Next season, I'm not sure where they're going because I do think they wrapped it up kind of perfectly. Yes. But my, my questions are, what do you do now that they all know the Watcher exists? So is next season all about them hanging out with uh, the Watcher and having a back and forth and an interaction? It kind of makes the Watcher less interesting now that everybody See, is in I on think, the trick. I think they all just go back to similar to how the comics work like yeah they yeah. know the watcher exists but it's not like they're doing that much with him anymore no i like but I, that's my point like what are we tuning in for like because at, at oh, some point okay because i you, really enjoyed the watcher yes 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 because essentially he was they were able to tie him in and right. be an impact on the overall season long arc yes and you're wondering how they can replicate that for season how, two yeah how are you gonna replicate i think that's that? a fair question but I, gonna i'm sure they're gonna much? i'm sure they're gonna figure out that's something true. i'm sure they'll figure out something what um do you have any what if ideas for them do you have anything that you think would make a good what if scenario um I, for an episode yes. to explore i do i do and i think next season if you're gonna ramp things up and it might tie in with the films with the discussions of Fantastic Four and various other things. Galactus. I think you you're you're taking us into a uh, an astral world. You're taking mm -hmm. us into the the into space and into the time space continuum. So you need global threats and not like I'm a mad scientist who wants to take over the world or I'm a mad a uh, robot who wants to take over the world. I'm talking like a world eater, like Galactus. Yeah. A destroyer yeah. of worlds, plural. So I think you need something like that. I also think 
uh, animation is another perfect way to introduce the Silver Surfer, the Herald of Galactus. I just don't know if I'd want like huge characters introduced in, in animation. animation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, give me a, a, a real life. Uh, well, uh, that's, yeah, that's the preferred. Like that would be one. incredible. Yeah. But you need like you just need some kind of you know what has been introduced so far that could rival the watcher or that that is on that same level i guess the time lords the timekeepers yeah i mean you're going to listen what if is always going to be is always going to have um like a what if series is always going to have the watcher yes it, like yeah, he's he's the, he's the lead he's the, he's the one telling the, the stories right? right um i think for me like some fun ones would be like I, I don't know how you would phrase it but i would like to this is kind of my my favorite one that i thought of is what if um justin hammer was in tony stark's place Ooh. Like what so, if just swap. Here? What if he was the one that was successful, and Tony Stark? Like, just they swap places. I don't know right. what the title of that would be, but that's the scenario I would like. It has to, to be swap hammer places, time. essentially, because I would love for Sam Rockwell to come oh, back. Yeah. I've been waiting for Justin Hammer to just come back in general. Yeah, I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see him come back I, and and do the voice. Sam Rockwell would be amazing. Mm-hmm amazing at it and they definitely need to call it hammer time yep and it would be tremendous like that yes i'd sign on to watch that i I would watch that i would like to see a um what if um what if hawkeye had sacrificed himself instead of black widow um i i think that would be a good one um i think you could you haven't seen uh shang chi yet i have not I okay, so go. I'm gonna leave that one out there, but I think you could incorporate uh, a Shang Chi uh, centered episode as well, mm-hmm. um, and start introducing. What's good is you're now gonna have more to pick from. Where you had the Black Widow movie release, you had Loki and WandaVision and um, and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like you had those release. Like what if Bucky was given the shield instead of sam yeah that's a good one to explore for them um you're gonna have eternals you're gonna have spider-man homecoming you're gonna have doctor strange too like you're gonna have a bunch of stuff come out before that season two of what if there's gonna be a lot of cool scenarios uh for them to to go down i yeah i'd check that out i'd support that absolutely support that all right cool well let's Let's. I think that I think we covered as much as we can for our our wrap up I mean, look, of we what want if. to see what's next. Yes, we, we want like to move if, on from what if next. to what's next. Yes, that's true. One of my least favorite things in the world are what if scenarios. Yeah, and they managed to make that fun. <laughs> they made you, you know, enjoy it. Leave it to Marvel to manage yeah. to make that fun. So that was By good. Absolutely. Um. Only murders in the building. Oh, let Things me tell you, are 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 spicing up. They are spicing up. Only murders in the building. Again, we're doing a two episode wrap up, and 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna combine the two. All right. Okay. That's not true. I'm gonna talk about the the first one first. So okay, let's talk about the first fiction. one, and then we'll talk about the second. Yeah, the I think first that's one, that's the way to do it. Absolutely. Was the boy from Six B? Yes. This deserves its own discussion because it's 2021. They did an entire TV show from the point of view of a deaf character, and the entire episode was in silence. Yes, and there is no. I, I mean, not genius. silence like you can hear. Yeah, you can hear sounds and stuff, but you never hear anyone. No one ever speaks. No one, even talks. in the moments where we're not looking from uh, his perspective. Dio's perspective, who is the um, uh, Nathan Lane's character, Teddy's deaf son. So like the majority of the episode is through his perspective where you're really just hearing kind of almost like a, a white noise ish type of um, thing where you're reading subtitles, everything is silent. But yes. then when you're leaving that perspective and you're actually watching like Steve Martin interacting with, uh, with his girlfriend or Jan, right? Jan. He, yeah. he is, he's with on a date with Jan that's in silence like there you never hear them speak no, which is really it, cool it was really cool and it, it like forced me to pay attention really like focus in but what i thought was bold and credit and kudos to this uh series and these writers and the director like there was a lot revealed in this episode so this is the most revealed yes. out of anything and this was episode. an episode that could have easily been uh, dismissed or not paid attention to because someone might be like, oh, you know what? Let me turn my head and look at this. Let me check out my phone. You, If you looked at Facebook on your phone, there was no way you could understand what was happening. Well, this is, a, this is a smart episode to reveal as much as possible, too, because you have when your- you have something like where you have to watch the subtitles and you right. don't have the audio, you have to be paying attention to what's going on. Absolutely. Um, that's the, that's the benefit of subtitles, I guess, is that you have to be paying attention. You have to read along you and all of that to have any sense of what's happening. Um, so to reveal as much as they did in this episode, I think it was really smart because you know, the people who are watching are paying attention to it. Right. It was, it was well executed. It was well done. But the reveals, I mean... Yeah, let's talk about everything that we find out. Yeah. Obviously, Nathan Lane, uh, Teddy Demas, and he, you know the character is the bad guy. In or this at episode. least one of them. Or at least one of them. Because in this episode, he, it is revealed that his son, okay, Theo, mm-hmm. sees the murder happened or actually yes. doesn't see it excuse me is the murderer yep of the girl throws her off the the building because she has stolen this family ring which we get that explanation in the previous episode so they have their thing it's an accident but he goes down and is talking to nathan lane again an amazing scene he comes in shock on his face all sign language what's going on what's wrong he throws up and the father's like how bad is it what happened what happened and like a couple of things are going on one 
I'm sympathetic because I'm like, oh my God, he's communicating. He's going to like cover for his son. He's going to protect his kid. Also, like imagine trying to communicate this horrible incident that you're scared over and you can't talk. Like you have to do it through sign language. So tremendous. Watching that was tremendous. Watching then Nathan Lane play like the tough guy and threaten uh the uh, Tim Kono, mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay. I was like, I kind of get it, but they're bad guys. How, what are we going to do? How does this work? I, I thought it was tremendous. Yeah, they did a good job revealing that they kind of have their own shady, like secret agenda, agenda where essentially what they're doing is they're grave robbing. Right. They have a deal with a funeral home where after the wakes and everything, what they're doing is they're taking all the jewelry that's supposed to be um, buried with the, the lost loved ones. Right. Right. And they're selling that reselling all of that jewelry on the black market, which is a really interesting concept for a Steve Martin, Martin short comedy television. Right. Yes. I mean, it was a really interesting concept, but here's the thing spoiler alert sliding seamlessly into the next episode nathan lane and theo are not the killers of tim kono well that's the thing that's the thing so we go through all of this right where you have the motive you have the reason why they would kill uh tim kono tim kono was building up the evidence to reveal that they had this underground um business business and that um uh theo had killed um zoe accidentally right but still killed her um and so they're building all this evidence and then you know the podcasters our our friends steve martin martin short uh they are kind of figuring this out all in this next episode fan fiction they get help from their super fans that come in and help them out with but then the issue is that at the end of the episode uh we find out from the detective that um tim kono was actually poisoned to death prior to To being being shot shot. in the head not only not only that yes but security footage from the fire alarm shows definitively that Teddy and Theo were not in the building when the fire alarm was pulled and when the shot Kono was, was killed and the shot was fired. So there so, is still a murderer out there. There's still a murderer out there. And we see Steve Martin goes into Jan's apartment and finds her unconscious and bleeding on the floor yes. after she received a note saying that she, I, I'm watching you. Now, now, here's something else. (laughs) Martin Short and Selena Gomez being captured and threatened by Nathan Lane and then subsequently let go to be like, listen, we'll kill you or you could just stop doing your podcast, let it go, Mm -hmm. find another killer. A, hysterically funny. B, I love... Once again, every choice Martin Short makes. As I, he is the MVP 
of this of show. This show. I just want to like before you get into it, yes. and I hope that I'm not stealing your thing. No, no, do but it. When he is going in <laughs> on Jan, oh my god, for all of her suggestions. That is the best. Crying, laughing. That it was. The, I it's was absolutely so good. crying, laughing. His attack on her pizza rolls. Oh my god, was brilliant, hysterically funny, and then. His his delivery, and I wish like I wish I wrote it down because as I was watching it, I'm like, I want to talk about this. I should get this right. This quote, his reveal to Steve Martin while Steve Martin's putting away groceries or making cereal for himself, whatever mm-hmm. it was, of like nonchalant sitting at breakfast. Uh, we were kidnapped, threatened with death, blah blah blah, blah blah blah, and then like does this whole thing, and Steve Martin is going on and on about Jan. He's like, what do you mean threatened with death? Like. His reveal, the way Steve uh, Martin Short explains the whole thing, is just—it's flawless. He's so good. I'm—I'm I'm very happy flawless. that he's—he's he's back. How? Yes. Like this makes me be like, how has he not been in more stuff? We have missed him. Oh, we my have gosh. absolutely missed him. How he's has he not been treasure. in more things? Oh, an absolute treasure. But his yes, his shade that he throws at Jan. Is unbelievable so... throughout the whole oh back half God. of the episode. It was just the best. It was absolutely just the best. Uh, that that episode was worth it for again a couple of reveals that you talked about, but it was just so worth it for the comedy. Yeah, without a doubt. It's so worth it for the comedy. I like I it reinvigorated me. I can't wait for the next episode. Uh, yeah, well, we only have two more left. And I am, I'm just excited as, as you, I, I yes. think this is like, if, if you haven't been watching this show because it is a little bit off the beaten path, yes. um, it's so worth your time. And if there's an episode so far of the eight that have aired, if I was going to go back and rewatch an episode, it's definitely this past one fan fiction. I I think I think for the I think the fan fiction might have been the funniest episode yes. and I think the best episode might have been the boy from 6B. Oh, 100% agree with that assessment. 100%. Yep. So, um, we cannot wait for that. Yes, so we have more only murders in the building to talk about next week. Oh yeah. Let's get into some rolling or trolling. Let's do it. Before we Put a cap on the episode. Mm. Marvel is being sued by the heirs of comic creator Steve Ditko. Oh, yeah. For the rights of characters like Spider-Man, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and more. I have heard about this. Do you remember when... um, So it was two things. And the, the, the... Second one is the most recent one that we would remember, like physically. The mm-hmm. other one is like an ancient one that they won out on. So Siegel and Schuster invented Superman. Correct. But essentially, they like it's not that they didn't get credit, but they never really got paid for it. Yep. You know, they were these two Jewish kids that invented this thing in a time where you know they were not respected and and uh, fully appreciated. So they sued got the rights and later in life in fact i think maybe even posthumously their estates were given credit the second thing again from dc was bill finger i don't know if you're aware of this so like bob For batman 
Yes, for, for Batman. Bob Kane was always credited as the Batman right. guy, but Bill Finger is the guy that designed the, uh, the costume, the Joker, like really yep. intricate, sp- hyper-specific Batman tropes came from Bill Finger. And he was only recently, again, I think posthumously, given credit and his estate given money. So I'm I like I root for creators. I think if you're the creator of something, you deserve credit and and the, the money that goes along with it. So I'm kind of rolling with the lawsuit. Yeah, I think le- the what worries me not worries me because essentially what's going to happen is Marvel is going to argue that he was um he created those characters for hire. So right. technically they own the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if it if it's coming down to a scenario where the the um Ditgo estate are trying to just win the rights of those characters so that Marvel can't use them anymore. Yeah. I'm not rolling with that because obviously I want Spider-Man, yeah, well, Iron Man, right. Doctor like, Strange, comic books, movies, television shows, like I want all of that. Give me it all. Right. right. However, I will say just like Marvel needs to do a better job at like paying their creators, give them a piece, just give them a piece, give them a half a percent and they're making a, a crazy amount of money and you're well, not breaking the, the bank. Like, you know what I mean? You, you could give you know, them a fraction of a percent. And I think that's plenty of payback for all of those characters that Steve Ditko helped create and outright created. Correct. Pretty simple I, I, solution. I, I, Give everyone yes. their cut. There's Give plenty their cut. to go around. That's There's right. enough for everyone to eat. So just like let let that happen. Let everybody eat. Yeah. Um, Catherine Hahn has reportedly signed with Disney to appear in various Marvel movies and Disney Plus shows as Ag- Agatha Harkness, including her own Disney Plus series. Uh, again, I am leery of beating a good thing to death. Like I, I like the idea of her pop bopping in and out of things on occasion, but I'm not in love with the idea of like, we're just going to, we're going to do her own show and we're going to ring this bell over and over again. It's like, that's the thing that worries me. Yeah. This is, this was strange to me because like Catherine Hans was great in WandaVision. Right. I think everyone enjoyed her, 100%. but I don't think she was like so overwhelmingly popular that you'd be like, Oh my God, she needs to get her she own Disney plus show. I completely agree. Now let me say this. I adore Catherine Hans. She is hysterically oh, yeah. funny. She's incredible. Yeah. Tremendous actress, hysterically funny, also has incredible range, but I, I don't, I just don't see the need for, because the other thing is you, like, you can't unring the bell and right. make everybody interested again. Well, like, we're like, uh, what, know. what happened with the Disney plus shows is they were taking all the B characters from the movies right, and making TV shows out of them. Makes sense. Now you're going to take the B characters from the B characters TV shows and make yeah. shows out of them. So they're the C character. I don't know. Oh, come it on. Just that's when I think 
Like, are we going a step too far? I don't know. So this, I'm a, this is kind of a slow troll for me. Do I think that Marvel and Catherine Hahn are, have a pretty good chance of making a good series? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um, But I'm just wondering, this is more of a, is, is it going to run out at some point for Marvel where not everything they touch is gold? That's the thing. Like, when does it end? When when is the the breaking point? And not that it has to end, but like no, but, they're gonna put uh, out a yeah. stinker or two every now and then, right? Like, so is this is is this most likely to be that one? Maybe I don't know. We'll have to see. I'll tell you what, though, the thing that salvages a Catherine Hahn, Agatha Harkness uh, show, but you're gonna be upset because you don't want to introduce characters i guess on the small screen it works if her tv show is about her relationship with mephisto that or it works if it's in relation to her rela- um relationship with uh the fantastic four also because remember she was um she was basically the nanny for franklin richards and Right. Uh, the you know the son of Reed and and Sue Richards, so also maybe a possible possibility if Fantastic Four is already out by then. I don't know. We'll have to see. Truth. Letitia Wright, who plays oh, Letitia Shuri in the Black Panther series for the MCU, mm-hmm. uh, she has shared her anti-vaccine views in the past on social media. And has reportedly be, been doing the same thing on the set of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She also has cut ties with her team of representatives in the U.S. amid the backlash against her from her previous social media anti-vaccine posts. Um, but again, now reportedly, she is still vocalizing her anti-vaccine views on set. Film while filming Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Vocalizing her displeasure. Here's where I stand on that. Keep your opinions to yourself in the workplace. I don't need someone to get all up in my grill and get preachy with me. Well, you wouldn't really talk politics, period, at the workplace, regardless of what it was, right? Yes. My thing with this is like it has been pretty like well rumored, if not almost confirmed, mm-hmm. that Shuri will be t- would be taking the place of right. T'Challa as the Black Panther and the the Black Panther sequel, and it's getting to the point with Letitia Wright. That is, she's becoming so unlikable to the fan base. Listen, whatever your views are on vaccines, you know, whether you have the right view of them or the wrong view of them, the majority of people are, you know, want COVID to end and are for it. And so, especially worldwide, where worldwide you have countries who like are begging for the vaccine and can't get it. Right. And we have, you know, half the whatever of the 
three quarter or uh, you know a, a, a fifth or two fifths of the people here in America think it's a conspiracy or whatever, whatever. But like, how can you have someone who's becoming so unlikable follow? But- well, in the footsteps of someone so important so and so likable. Yeah. And it's it's getting to the point where like she's she is really risking like her career with yeah, this. this is she's putting it on goose. the line. Like she's getting she's gonna get she's gonna get the bag yeah. and she's just dropping it because of what she's doing right now. And it's crazy to me that she would be doing this. That's the thing. When Marvel's ready to back the money truck up to your house, just don't say anything. Like that's it. Okay, you're you know what do you want? You don't want to talk about vaccines? Great. Let's talk about T'Challa. Like, like there there were there's a short list of things she could have done to put what she had paved in front of her um, yeah. at risk, and this is one of those things on that short list. hundred right. To be a, a not just an anti-vaxer, but a jerk about super it. vocal, yeah, anti-vaxer. Yeah, that's that's that. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make sense to the point where I'm wondering: Are they going to change if if the plan was to have Shuri be Black Panther? Like, yeah, do you have to change that now? Do you have to rewrite that? Uh yeah, I feel that like movie hasn't even started filming yet. I feel like you do, or like she should. I mean, I don't know. Like you got to recast her now. She's got to be minimalized. Like I, I wonder how how much this is going to stay in the minds of fans, and not only that, but the people that she works with, because that's who she's affecting right now. Because she's talking about it on set with the people she works with. So it's like, I just think. This is a really sad, sad thing because this movie's focus should be on honoring Chadwick Boseman and the right. legacy that he left behind. And it's this is not smart. This is potentially a really big stain on that. Yeah, it's just it's not it's not smart business, and it's just not something like you said with the loss of Chadwick Boseman. It's not something that people need right now. No, to be to be. Uh, all consuming with the uh what do you call it with the t'challa verse the black panther world yeah but then again you know there is a um selfishness that comes with not wanting to be vaccinated yeah that i think kind of aligns with what she's doing in, in the case of being selfish with that and not thinking, not so much not of a putting shock. Chadwick first. Right. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So I not don't know so much of a shock, not so much of a shock, but definitely unfortunate. And I hope they, I hope they get it figured out. Mm. I hope they get it figured out. Um, the book of Boba Fett. Oh yeah. Will officially premiere on Disney plus. December 29th, 2021. I can't wait. That's what we need more of. Like, again, not to poo-poo Agatha Harkness, but that's we need more Star Wars. What they've done has worked, all right? Yeah. Mandalorian. Give me some Boba Fett. The world's been waiting 
for Boba Fett. Let's get it done. Like that's, I can't, I just, I just cannot wait for that. Yeah. What's awesome is that like, we know we're going to get Mandalorian season three, I would imagine before the end of the year. Mm. And we're now confirmed getting book of Boba Fett before the end of the year. So that's two live action Disney plus series um, this year. And then next year you probably get those two coming back. Right. And then plus you're probably getting the Ahsoka um, live action series and whatever other live action series they have planned. So you could be up to in 2022. Now you potentially have four live star Wars shows to go along with the six or seven Marvel shows that are on Disney plus Disney plus is about to be unstoppable. If it isn't already, we are living in a magical time. Like I, you know, I the Marvel and Disney are the empire and I should be like, that should make me cringe. I should be upset about (laughs) it, but I'm just, I'm so taken in by all the goodness. Like I love it. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson oh, Scarjo. has settled her lawsuit with Disney. Oh, good for her. But the details haven't been disclosed. Well, what you know that what, settlement was. Chris, I think she, I think probably a lot of money was exchanged. Don't you? I would imagine that you know, oh, without if, knowing the details, Disney decided to settle the lawsuit and they were the ones being sued. Right. Then they definitely forked over whatever money she was looking for. Yeah. I get the feeling somebody got a big old check. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Good for that person. Yeah. You know, good for that person. Um, lastly, not much news outside of Disney, but this is, this was the one mm. Joaquin Phoenix oh, Joaquin. is still open to doing a Joker too, but is unsure if it will ever happen. Interesting. Very interesting. I, you know what? I heard something uh, recently that the, that um, Shang-Chi has been like the best, but it's second to the Joker. I heard Joker had a better opening, but the difference was it didn't have to contend with COVID. Oh, for uh, you mean Labor Day opening weekends? I think so. But interesting. Yeah, but regardless, um, I I would watch that. I would check that out. You know, I I I don't think it was the best thing ever, but it did hold me. You know, it did keep me keep my interest. I'm rolling with um, the Joker two never happening. Wow, bold. I'm I'm good. I I did not like the first Joker. And I don't see like the need for more, the need for more. But not only that, even if I did like the first Joker, like it told its story. Yeah. What do you need to force a sequel out of what they did? Okay. It did tell it. I like that. Like, let it be what like it, it did. It, it had its beginning, middle and end. like that. That was it. You saw the origin of the, that I get who we, assume is the joker right right they kind of leave that a little ambiguous but like they they give us the beginning middle and end of that story what else is there to tell right yeah that's i I agree i mean it would be interesting to see 
how far they take it. Cause they kind of alluded to the idea that he's the inspiration, but not the Joker was the impression that was given. Like, right. That was one you know. of the, the possibilities, right? right? So like maybe the sequel, but like the thing is, if you're doing a sequel and mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the star of that sequel, cause that's what it sounds like it would be. Right. Then he is the Joker. Right. As opposed to him inspiring the true Joker. Exactly. Yes. That's where you, I don't know. I I think they, I I think uh, outside of me, not enjoying the movie Mm -hmm. that much. Yeah. um, I think in general, I don't need an origin story of the Joker that almost ruins the Joker to some extent. Yeah. Like I like, the Joker's background and identity being a mystery. Like, I don't I like when they've done that in the comics. I don't mm-hmm. like that when they've done that on screen. Yeah. Like, no chill of it I, all. I don't need to know who the exact Joker is. You want to tell me, I know like um, in the comics, they did like one guy, he was one um, masked villain and right. then he gets dumped in the out of acid. And then, and then he's, um, becomes the Joker. Joker. Like that's fine because I still don't actually know who the guy is. Right. Like you want to give me a whole backstory, childhood, they grow up to be this. Then I'm just kind of like, you're, I'm not a big fan of that. Like don't humanize him. Right. He doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to be human. He is complicated enough of a character, but he doesn't need extra. He doesn't need that extra stuff. He just doesn't. That's, 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 I think that's like getting away from the true character of the Joker, like who he truly is, which sense. is funny because they're trying. That's what they're trying to explain with all the backstory. And I think it goes counter to what they're actually trying to achieve with it. I, I would, I would concur. I think you're right. That, that does kind of take away some of the, some of the goodness. Yeah. But anyways, that's my little uh, Joker rant. Um, I think that's that leaves us off with uh, just next episode. You got anything left? You got anything for us? What have you been watching lately? I'm gonna tell you what I've been watching, and perhaps we want to talk about it. I don't know. I don't know where you fall on this, sir. Okay. But I recently watched the Many Saints of Newark movie. Okay. And you know, I I'm a big fan of uh, Sopranos. I've done several watches and rewatches yeah i've been through it a few times so i have opinions on this i don't know i don't know what do you like are you is that something you're gonna see in the future that you're interested I, in that i no would love in? to discuss the man, many saints of newark i am currently on the last episode of season four of the sopranos Ooh, okay so i've been do i had been doing a rewatch of, or not a rewatch of a first watch right of the sopranos and just recently in the this past week i really ramped up my watching <laughs> and I, i'm almost through like two seasons in a week excellent um so i j- would just like to finish the series before Prior. i watch the movie that makes sense and then we could talk about it i think that's a good idea but that's what i've been watching and we have entered 
Halloween season, my favorite season, y'all. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Well, we'll probably, uh, maybe not for next week, but maybe for the following week, we will probably um, bring back Suggested for You Mm -hmm. because we don't have two shows that we're watching concurrently. Um, Now that What If has ended, we will continue watching Only Murders in the Building. Um, Maybe I get through the bulk of The Sopranos by the next time we podcast and we can talk about Many Saints of Newark. Um, I don't know about you. I know we we had plans that fell through for the weekend uh, for for me to come down there and possibly go see James Bond. But I do still plan on going to see James Bond this weekend. I think I can make it work. I just got to make it work. Yeah. So, you know, do what you can, but maybe we'll discuss James Bond next weekend as well. I also saw Venom Let There Be Carnage. Oh, yeah. Um, that was an interesting one. And the the post credits, you need to see this movie just for the post credits. I heard that that's probably the best part of it. I will make myself uh, get involved in this. I will say this. I don't know if there is a more important MCU post-credit scene since maybe the first Iron Man when they introduced the Avengers. Bold. Like it was probably that and then this. That's that's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot. And it was in a Venom movie. Not so. That's um, now you've got me. You've intrigued me. Yeah, yeah. Something to think about. Something to think about. Um, we want to thank you all for watching to uh, for listening to another episode of It Was All Stream. Please, 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 like, subscribe, review wherever it is that you're listening to. We are on all of the podcast platforms that you can imagine. Um, that being said oh my gosh i almost forgot the most important part though thank you not only are we on all of those podcast platforms we are on neil's incredible website bless you glued to the screen.com that's glued the number two the screen.com neil what do you have to say to the people stream on everybody